This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. The title of my message is Bucket of Thanks, Bucket of Thanks. About a year ago, uh, I went down to Rochester, Minnesota to go through some testing at the Mayo Clinic. Anybody here ever heard of the Mayo Clinic? World famous medical facility and great, amazing teams of doctors, nurses, and medical professionals. In fact, let me take a moment here just to say thank you to all the people serving in the medical community in 2020. You guys have been bearing the weight, the stress. Thank you. Thank you, really, for all of us. Thank you so much. And anyhow, when we went down there, um, I went through a number of different clinics and testing and different things. And one of the things that we got an opportunity to go to was a place called the Stress Clinic at the Mayo Clinic. And uh, it's amazing, but they're now connecting so much of uh, physical ailment and, and issues in people's bodies to stress. There's a ton of research that's going into that. And, and so uh, we sat down across the, the desk from a doctor who is specializing in that area. And uh, it was an amazing moment because we got to hear from her some of the data that's going on. In fact, what we heard was is that one of the most fascinating realities is your brain and in high stress mode is kind of like uh, uh, destroying the ends of your nerves. So when you're in a mode where there's high, high stress, it actually frays the end of the nerves, much like a rope. So if you've seen a rope where it gets frayed at the end of it and comes unraveled, um, when you're in stress, the ends of your nerves in your brain actually unravel. And here's, here's the interesting thing about that. You might think, well, geez, that's ter- terrible because we're all in stress. So how many know we got a lot of brains that are messed up right now <laughs> uh, with stress in 2020? But here's the good news. This doctor happened to be a Christian, and she, she was sharing with us that um, there's the good news is that science is starting to discover what the Bible has been saying all along. And the Bible redirects us on how to fix our brain, if you will, to put the end of the nerves back together again. In Philippians chapter 4, she quoted this to us right there in the office, and she said, And now, dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul speaking, One final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, everybody say then. Then the God of peace will be with you. So in other words, Paul is saying if you put your mind on certain things and you think about these things, the result is the peace of God in your mind, in your soul, in your body. Now listen, the doctors say that you have to get your brain into a different mode in order to heal what has been frayed. The Bible's way of saying that is you need to fix your thoughts on things above. So our way of doing that, of fixing those things that are going on that are breaking down inside of us, is by thinking about the things that are true and pure and lovely and admirable. And this is an incredible moment. And see, as we sat there, I just thought in that office, whoa, I need to think about what I'm thinking about. I need to consider where my thoughts are being focused in on. 
And of course, this doctor gave me some tips for executives that deal with stress. One of the things she said is, don't go from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting without a break in between. And that break in between, she said, it can't be catching up on texts or emails or doing something that's stressful behavior. You actually need to do something that kicks your brain into a different mode. So for example, she said, go for a walk in between meetings. And she said, and you can't go for a walk for exercise where you're speed walking, because you want to get your cardio up. And you can't go for a walk talking on the phone where you're catching up with another appointment. She said, you need to go for a walk and appreciate the beauty of nature around you. Notice the trees, notice the sky, notice the environment that God has created. Spend time thinking about those things and it will kick your brain into a different mode where you actually replenish your mind and your soul before you go into the next stressful thing. Isn't that good? And the other thing that she said to us is, uh, she said, other people do different things. Some people are creative. They like to draw, they like to paint, and they can work on something and it gets their brain thinking different than they were in the previous meeting or the thing that they were doing. And uh, one of the things she also said is, you could do a puzzle. Um, Work on puzzles. Some people work on puzzles and it's really effective. Now some people, you get more stressed out doing a puzzle, right? 1,000 piece puzzles, this is frustrating, I can't get it in. But if you slow yourself down and you actually begin to do the puzzle, it actually slows everything else down on the inside of you. It's really effective, Uh, maybe more effective than watching TV or going on and scrolling through social media. Get your brain in a different mode and perhaps you'll be stressed out less. And so that was a advice that we received and I, I have found it to be true. But in simple, in short, she was saying that unless you shift your thinking from what stresses you out, you cannot experience the healing of what has been frayed. I have a pastor friend who says this. He said, worry in your mind and your thoughts triggers anxiety in your body and in your feelings. And if you can stop worry, you can stop anxiety. And there's another way to approach it, and I think God's word, in fact, I wanna share with you today the number one easiest way that the Bible teaches us to take a break and heal from all the stress. Now, you might be like me, 2020's been a stressful year. How many of you, it's been a stressful year for you? I can tell you for pastors, it's just been a bizarro year. We began the year, you know, not knowing that COVID was going to hit, and then, and of course, then there was the reaction and the, the lockdown, shutdown, stay safe, Minnesota, and then we were doing all online church, and, and, then, uh, and then had to make a lot of decisions throughout the year, mass, no mass, what are we going to do with this different thing, how we sanitize rooms, how we do church online, how do we pivot, I mean, no, pivot's one of the words of the year. Um, unprecedented is another word for the year and all those words that we had this year and and as the stress kind of moved up I have to tell you as a pastor not only was I making decisions I'm watching my church fight with each other now not directly but having different opinions about different social things that are going on and political things around us and fighting how can you like I mean as a pastor I'm like I want to do like a timeout to all the Christian toddlers You know, stop having a fit on the ground and recognize that these are your brothers and sisters. But I can't do that all the time, so I just say it on Sunday morning. Wink, wink. Um, and, And so I've dealt with that stress throughout the year, but I also know this, everyone has been dealing with different things. 
you know, when you think about job loss and the economy and what are we going to do and education changes and online training and parents are now having to do all kinds of new things. And I especially want to champion single parents in this hour. You single parents, you are amazing. I want to give you a big shout out. Stay in the game, baby. I know it feels like you're alone. You can keep going, you can keep doing this. In fact, I wanna call the church to recognize single parent families around you to, to, to make a difference in any way that you can to help them out. Point is, all of this exhaustion and stress is going on all around us uh, that are, we're frayed like the ends of the rope. The stress is at an all time high. And let's be honest, the amount of complaining that the average person hears a day is enough to raise the stress for anyone. Truth? How many have heard a lot of complaining? I'm not asking if you're complaining. You already know the truth to that, right? But all of that amounts to toxins that are filling our brains. And uh, I've got this trash can up on the uh, platform, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you, what we've got going on around us is toxic stresses everywhere, and it's getting into our souls. And uh, there's all kinds of things. And like, I got some words I'm gonna show you. And we'll see if some stress comes out of that. If I throw this up, how much stress comes out of it? Right? Just all the ramifications of it and what it means and how it's affected people's lives. And you know, all the questions about, about what's going on. That's in the toxic stress cr trash can, if you will, that's all around us. And we love to throw it away, but how many know it's getting dumped on us all the time, right? How about this? Your favorite sports team loses. That never happens in Minnesota, does it? Not ever. But you know, that can raise the temperature. Uh, your blood pressure can go up, if you will. How about this one? You know, we hear that a little bit. And, and let's be truthful, who's telling the truth anymore? How do we know what to believe? It's, it's fairly insane, isn't it? And then, uh, and then, you know, you get this one. And uh, then we're trying to respond to what that is. And, and the stress is everywhere. And it, it goes inside, and how about this one? This never happens around you, does it? How many of you have experienced rude people? Uh, hopefully they're not sitting next to you right now, but, and hopefully you're not the person, right? Uh, I think at the end of the day, there's so many things that are adding up, and I could fill that whole bin with so much stuff that's stress all around us. And I, I, as I feel it, the more toxins that that come in our brain, the more the stress builds up and the more our body and our attitude and our overall optimism is lost, we have to recognize that the Bible has an antidote for this. The antidote for toxic stress is thanksgiving. That's the antidote. It's literally a shift to thanksgiving. It's not just a holiday on the calendar, it's actually a process, a way of being. It's a kingdom of God value to overcome those things that are going on around us. Colossians chapter three, verse 16. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Instead of this being dumped on your head, how about a bucket full of thanks? What if that's dumped on? Let the message of Christ in all its richness, fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. 
See, what he's saying, Paul is, and the word of God would say to us, if your brain is in this space and there's toxins around, shift your brain by thinking about different things. He talks about singing psalms and singing to the Lord and being able to go, great is your faithfulness to me. Or we're singing old stuff like amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And when you begin to sing it, and listen, I do this anywhere I go, you're taking a thanks or a praise break. You're literally shifting your mind into a different mode. And I love how that can work because God goes to work in us, through us. And Jesus shows us the way to get there. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then, everybody said then. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. See, the result of following Jesus, growing in him, letting your roots go down to him is a thankful heart. You want to be thankful? Follow Jesus. Follow his ways. They're different than the ways of everyone around you. If you follow Jesus, your heart will become thankful. Uh, one of the, my favorite movies that I I've seen over time was a movie called The Bucket List. Anybody ever heard of The Bucket List, seen The Bucket List? And of course, in The Bucket List, there's, there's a couple guys who are about to die, or they think they're gonna die, and so one says to the other, what's on your bucket list? What do you mean? List the things you wanna do before you kick the bucket. And so the idea was is that they would get all these experiences in before they would die. Well, today, I want to suggest to you or challenge you to have a bucket list of thanksgiving, to have a bucket list of thanks, if you will. What if you overcame the toxic complaining of 2020 by shifting your thoughts away from the toxic trash can and instead developed a bucket list of gratitude or thanksgiving? What if you had that list that you could draw from that you would shift your thinking into. So I wanna challenge you to fill your bucket. Turn to the person next to you and say, fill your bucket. All right, let me give you three things on how to fill your bucket of thanksgiving. How to fill your bucket with thanksgiving. Number one, you have to think to be thankful. You have to think to be thankful. What do you mean, Pastor Nate? Well, think about this. You can't feel your way into being thankful. Feelings are the results of what you've been thinking about. Your feelings follow your thoughts. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 when he says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So here, he's saying we need to recognize 
What is feeding our thinking? Are we drawing from the toxic trash can or are we drawing from God's word and what is true, pure, noble, and holy? What are we drawing from? In a sense, you need to sort it out in your mind. You need to think about, why am I feeling this way? Why am I stressed? What is going on? What am I drawing from? And then Paul says, if it's from the trash can, we need to take it captive. We need to be the ones responsible to do something about it. If toxins are getting in, it's your job to take every thought captive. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's your job. I want you to consider this. You can't complain and be thankful at the same time. So you can't do both. You can't complain and be thankful at the same time. Do you find yourself complaining or complaining is driving people away from you? You need to recognize you need to become more thankful. I love what Philippians 2, Paul says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Wow, replace those toxins by filling your mind with thankful thoughts. He goes on to say again in Philippians 4, 8, as I read at the beginning of the message, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. In other words, we need to shift our thinking. Now, I want us, the second thing is this. Develop your bucket of thanks right now. That last two words is the most important. Right now. We need to not kick it off into the future. We need to do it right now. Now, I have a, in my history, I was a teacher at North Central, and I would give out university, and I would give out a syllabus at the beginning of every semester. And I would go through all of the list of assignments and the due dates and all of that. And I say, notice if it says this assignment, this paper is due on November the 15th. It doesn't, it's not spelled D-O on November the 15th. It's spelled D-U-E. In other words, you're not supposed to do the paper on that day. You're supposed to do the paper before then and turn it in on that day. Now, sometimes we kick everything off into the future. We're all procrastinators in one way or another in our culture, aren't we? But I would say this, instead of just hearing this message today and trying to do it later, you need to D-O, do it now. You need to think about what am I gonna do right now while Pastor Nate is preaching? How can I do the word? And how can I develop my list? No, you need to develop a list of, of, of gratitude. And uh, if you were to think about things that are on your bucket list, you might have to do some work. You're thinking about it. What are those things? How many are thankful for waking up today? Huh? You're thankful you woke up today. Hit the person next to you and say, wake up. <laughs> they might not be awake. How many are thankful for military veterans? Huh? Thankful for people that have sacrificed on our behalf. I'm, Grateful for, for so many of them, even in our church that we have. How many are thankful for good friends? Good friends, right? Just 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got some good friends. Even if it's just one, makes a difference in your life. Or how about this? How many are thankful for children? Some of you need to clap a little harder. You prayed to have kids, and now you got them. Don't be complaining all the time about them. You need to be thankful that you got them. <laughs> and I would add in there, I'm thankful for grandchildren too. Come on, somebody. Now, how many are thankful for freedom of religion? This is a good representative. We get to worship t today together as a church. Some, might be, some of you might be afraid of losing it, but you got it today. You can't complain and be thankful at the same time. Be thankful for what you do have in whatever season of life you're in. How many are thankful for the church? Amen. And of course, when I say thankful for the church, I'm not just saying thankful for Emmanuel as a big hole. I'm thankful for my sisters and brothers in Christ. I'm thankful for every person that is on our first impression team that greets people on Sundays. I'm thankful for every person involved in kids ministry and youth ministry. I'm thankful for our tech teams that have poured their life into the production this year as we've been both online and in, in buildings. I'm thankful for every person, of, I'm thankful for every senior saint, every person that's older, older in the faith, for your prayers and how you invested in the church over time. There's so much to be thankful for. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm thankful for you. I got, I could go, the list could go on and on and on. Here's the deal. It's time for you to develop your thankful list right now. So pull out your phone. Go to the Emmanuel MN app if you're taking notes. And there's space to take notes. Or go to your memo on your phone or, or write it out or something. Begin to think of all the things. So who is on your list? You need to think about people. Who are the people you're thankful for on your list? Who believed in you? when you didn't believe in yourself. I can even go back in time and remember teachers and coaches and family members and uncles and aunts that believed in me. Man, I'm still thankful for them, even though some of them are in heaven. I'm grateful for those people in my life. But there are others in your story, even people that are your, your uh, supervisor at a job, that, gave you an opportunity or developed a skill for you so that you could make money down the road. There's so many things historically that we can be thankful for or people that we can be thankful for. But what about, what about now? Who are those people? Who are those people that you can be thankful for? And what about the Lord? How many are thankful for Jesus saving your soul? Think, think about how he's led you and taken care of you. I love how the Psalms list kind of the bucket full of thanks for God. And one of them I want to read to you is from Psalm 136, but it's basically reciting all, the, all that's in the bucket. I'm thankful for these things, Lord. It says this in Psalm 136, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. 
His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule the day, his faithful love endures forever. And the moon and the stars to rule the night, his faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He brought Israel out of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He acted with a strong hand and a powerful arm. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. He led Israel safely through his faithful love endures forever think about all of those things and by the way when they would sing it it was like a call and response a leader like me would sing the first part and everybody else would say his faithful love endures forever and I love how we can declare to God what we're thankful for and we're rooted in a story that's much larger than we are Some of you, you're a first-generation Christian. Maybe your parents weren't Christian or your family weren't Christian, but now you are. Did you know you're rooted to a really large story? The people that sang that psalm in Psalm 136, they weren't around when Israel actually crossed over on dry ground across the Red Sea. But because they're a part of the family of God, that was a part of their story. Your story is connected to other people's stories. And what God is doing in your life is connected to other people. And on top of that, whatever you do for your life, your kids will inherit your legacy. They get your story too. It is so much bigger than we are. And it's worth pausing and saying, thank you, Jesus. In fact, I want to encourage you right now just to say thank you, Jesus, for all that he's done. Thank him for what he's done in your story. If you're joining us online, put it in the comments, the amen, and this is what Jesus did for me, what he saved me from, and how he's brought me thus far. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. But not only who is on your list, but what is on your list. Are you thankful for food on the table? Are you thankful for health? Are you thankful for a roof over your head, a place to put your head at night? I think we can all be thankful for surviving 2020 up to this point. We can be thankful for that, that he's brought us as far. But I also say we can be thankful for what God is doing in the middle of it too. Last weekend we had a miracle offering for kingdom builders. And I can't wait to share what the amount is that's come in because money's still coming in. People are turning in stocks and all kinds of things because they're believing in what we can do through kingdom builders. But I'm thankful that even though I have food on the table, that I get to be a part of a story. We're putting food on the table for, for kids in orphanages in India so that we can help people in the Mideast, Middle East, that we can help people in Africa and around the world in downtown Minneapolis and St. Paul, that it's not just me receiving stuff. I get to be a part of a miracle. Can I get an amen to that? I mean, those kind of things are just something we just go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And then number three. Developing your bucket of thanksgiving. This is the final thing. Say it. Everybody says, say it. it. Thanksgiving is activated when it's communicated. In other words, don't just have your list. Share your list. Talk your list. Text your list. In fact, text somebody right now. When this message is, say thank you for, for what you've done. 
Uh, I, this is the third service, so I, I've preached two other times. I got text messages on my phone when I got back after the message, people saying thank you to me. You can do that for everyone in your life, your kids, your spouse, the people that you're around. Say it. Everybody says, say it. Turn to the person next to you and say, say it. You don't know, just leave the thanksgiving in your heart. Get it out of you. Let it get out. And when the message is done, plan on telling each person in your family how you're thankful for them. And be specific. You know, with Jody and I, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm thankful for you or I love you for hundreds of reasons. She'll go, name them. She doesn't want just to know that I have thankfulness in my heart. She wants to hear what I'm truly thankful for. She wants to hear the specifics. That's what people need to hear from you. What are you thankful for? And combat the complaints of this generation by confessing thankfulness. Now with God, the first step is always thanksgiving. If you want to get to know God and come close to him, you start with thanksgiving. In Psalm 100, it says, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. What if you left the toxic culture around you and stepped into worshiping the one who created you? What if we released the frustrations we can't control? How many know there's a lot going on right now we can't control? Frustrations, articles, videos, past and social media from person to person. What's going to happen to our country? What's going on with the election? What's going to go on with the economy? And what's really going on? A whole bunch of real questions that we can't answer. We can pray and turn our thoughts and our worries and our concerns over to the Lord, but we can't change what's going on in Washington by ourselves right now, right? We pray, we do our part, but this is, this is our responsibility. What if instead of bottling it up in your head and regurgitating it on social media over and over again, and all you're doing is taking a big old trash can and <laughs> dumping it over your head? What if instead you went, you know what? I'm gonna enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'm gonna shift my mind and my thoughts to what is true and pure and noble and holy and admirable. I'm gonna think a different way. I'm gonna pursue the one who saved my soul. You know, as I've looked at this year and all the changes going on and the shaking of government and societies and security and trust, I look at God and I go, he knew this was all gonna happen ahead of time. Hebrews chapter 12 says, this means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. This is all going on, why don't we just be thankful? and worship him. Because what, while we're going through this, there's a whole supernatural Holy Spirit download coming in that will guard our hearts and our minds and give us a peace that passes understanding. And while we're worshiping God, he can help us move away from toxins into the purity of what he has made available for all of us. Let's be thankful and please God by worshiping him. And really it comes back to that sorting. 
Which bucket are you gonna go to? Because you can't go to both. Which one are you gonna go hang out with? And this is a good week to think about that, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot we could grumble and complain about. But how many know it's not gonna get better for us the more we hang out here? But what if we moved away and we just began to say thank you and we begin to hang out here and we have a bucket full of thanks. So much we can thank God for. Some of the people in my life that I respect the most have had the most personal pain. They've had physical issues or challenges in their economic part of their life and their finances. And some of those people that persevere are the most thankful people I know. Why? Thankfulness helps you persevere. When you grumble and complain, you want to quit. But if you can be thankful, you can win this race. You can finish your race, the marathon that God has you on. You can do this. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. To learn more about the many ministry opportunities we have throughout the week, be sure to check out emmanuelcc.org.